Alright y'all, what is going on? This is your man L. Jamal coming through with another edition of Upon Further Review. Of course, this is when I go back and look at some of the films and shows and all that from yesteryear, from our, from, from our heyday. And uh, we take a look at it, or I take a look at it, uh, from a fresher perspective. Now this one, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a deeper turn. I wanted to make this like a, I guess a sub-series amongst this. And it's going to be focusing on black cinema and black movies, comedy, drama, so on and so forth. Um, it's going to be called Why Black Cinema, Ma cinema Matters. And the reason why I'm doing this is quite simple. Um, a lot of times uh, when we come across, you know, these movies um, from the black perspective again whether they be comedies horror films uh dramas so on and so forth there's so many different kinds of movies because there's you know so many different styles in which we can get into so much that so much versatility that come that comes within us a lot of times um you know no matter how great the movie is even um you know it becomes a cult classic a lot of cases you know the friday series uh players club you know, so on and so forth. Uh, even car wash going back in the day. Uh, you got Harlem Nights Life. All these, you know, cult classics that, again, they've gotten some notoriety over time. Uh, but, of course, the original general consensus was that a lot of these movies weren't that good. If you look at, and again, not if you ask us, of course. Not not a lot, not a, not if you ask uh, the people who are really giving it an open mind, uh, giving these movies an open mind, and really truly, you know, giving them the respect for what they were, regardless of race, for that matter. Uh, but I I had a tendency, uh, of course, you know, with some of these movies, including the movie that I'll be presenting to you today, which is Johnson Family Education, to go back and look at those ratings and those uh, comments uh, given about the movie. And sometimes I'm just miffed as of, as of how do you miss that? How does this movie get these passes? Uh, or a certain a certain movie, same genre, same type of you know plot, they get passes, but a movie like this doesn't. You know, I was you know a couple of the uh, comments that I heard or read about this movie was it was uh, well it was really like a a play on the 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 I believe they were the Vacation series with Chevy Chase and just a a really watered-down version of that or whatever have you. But there's so much more to this movie that I think people, for whatever reason, decided to not see. You had clear character progression, clear character arcs, a story that encompassed many themes throughout not only just black families, but families in general. And it's a shame uh, that it was overlooked for... I believe honestly trivial reasons. I've seen I've seen just as you know silly or off the wall things in in Road Trip or different movies. You know, and, and Road Trip is just an example. That's the first travel example I could think of. Of course, you know it's a lot crazier than this movie in terms of just adult humor and all that. But again, you know, just what you would see in that movie. And of course, you know, critics might have panned that one too. But that was a generally popular movie despite how sick it was, despite how much is going on in that movie. But a movie like this, Johnson Family Vacation, again, silly things go on in it. There's, there's parts in the, in the movie that probably don't fit. But it's, it's, it's you know, critically, you know, kind of put down. And it's like, oh, this movie is a inferior knockoff, pretty much. Pretty much that's what they were telling us. It's a Kmart version. I, I, and again, 
anybody that I ask that's seen it, regardless of race, I, I don't I don't get this from them. I don't believe rotten tomato. I'm not a fan of the rotten tomatoes drinking system, and I don't I don't dig all that. I think if you look at it for what it is, um, and you actually see to it the uh, see to actually understanding the things behind the movie, uh, the actual things behind the movie, when there are a few. Um, a few of them being, of course, family. You have marriage and divorce. That being between, of course, Nate uh, and uh, well, the Nate, the the main character and his wife Dorothy. Of course, like I said, the family aspect. You know, concerning all their kids and the interactions amongst them, and even, of course, the interaction with Nate and his mom and how that changes over the movie. You also see black parenting on a full scale where you don't always see it. You see, of course, you know it's a it's a travel. You know, comedy, of course, it's in a different realm. But again, you see those connections. You see those people bonding. You see a the whole point is to get to a family reunion. Come on. Again, you see the, the themes of family coming together. You have that. And of course, finally, uh, you have brotherhood. Of course, that being with Nate and his brother, uh, Matt. Of course, the, the, the main character, Nick Johnson, or Nate Johnson, excuse me, is played by Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, this is pretty much in his when he pretty much took off. This is actually this is after the Steve Harvey show. Speaking of which, Matt Johnson uh, is the brother. Uh, he's played by Steve Harvey, and of course they have a rivalry in the movie. But again, even this has somewhat of an arc. We'll get to this, and this is all going to come together and why I feel black cinema is important because we have a tendency to overlook it, at least in the mainstream. And uh, it's a little bit of a uh, a synopsis, just to kind of uh, keep us, you know, keep some type of structure here. Uh, in terms of the plot, of course, it all starts off with Nate uh, and his son, DJ, played by Bow Wow. Of course, this is pretty much when he's popular as well. Uh, they're at 310 motor Motors. Uh, Nate, of course, is getting some repairs on his car. Uh, well, he doesn't know that they've added a whole bunch of stuff to it, including hydraulics, so on and so forth, spinning rims. And all he wanted was an A-track, of course. Um, and, of course, you know, you have a little cameo, two cameos in the beginning. You got D-Ray in there. You also got Corrupt in there. And I thought that was so funny, actually, uh, in the beginning scene. Of course, DJ's trying to tell his dad, oh, act like you my bodyguard. I'm trying to be a rapper. I'm DJ. Was it ever? And it's so funny because, again, you know, it's reflective of a lot of brothers, like everybody, every brother that I know, including myself. And it's nothing, it's nothing wrong because a lot of brothers that made it, a lot of brothers that made it happen, they made their dreams come true. But all of us at some time, oh, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to be a music producer. And I'm looking back on it like, man, I remember those days. I remember, I got multiple notebooks to this day of bars. I, I could share some. I, again, I don't, you know, I don't know if I ever become a big time rapper, but again, I don't mind sharing my skills. I think I'm okay at it myself. I've developed some type of skill, but again, you know, I got into a different avenue, which is kind of similar. But again, I think that's where you know the love of being behind the mic, anyways. And you know, I had performed at some point doing that, so I mean, it it kind of makes sense. And okay, you know, I might not have made it as a rapper, but okay, I found something that uses my voice, that uses the the you know, may you know, uses a microphone and, you know, editing skills and all that. Okay, well, same little thing. But looking back on it now and everything, it was just it was a movement, you know, and again, even my friends that didn't eventually become rappers, some of them that didn't, they still found work within the music industry. So it's it's amazing how that love for that drove us into so many different things and it it was 
and it wasn't like it was i don't feel like it was you know we were marketed that way or it was it was just something that we all loved we all love getting bars. we all love spitting bars any everybody could spit bars at one time it was it was an amazing thing everybody could make the beats on the on the classroom table and the lunchroom table and it was a wonderful time we all connected with hip-hop at you know pretty much the same time we were growing up with we all you know born around the same time including bow wow so he's kind of like a reflection of us we all looking at it and, we, and i don't I, and even when you're younger you don't you know hey you, you live in the moment but when i'm looking back on it i'm like man even that was just uh just an amazing thing to see like damn you know and he you know and he was in the in the cusp of his popularity of his rap career of course i'll say what he want but you know he's made his money he's you know whatever's you know wherever he's at now i don't wish no ill on him but again you know that's where we was at and um one thing i did like uh especially in the beginning scene uh you see nate and i and i love this camera angle i loved how they did this they come and they have them. Uh, I, I'm not. I can't remember who the director is at the moment. Forgive me. Uh, but again, he's coming out of taxi. But the way they had him coming out, they looking so regal, so like, man, I'm still the head of my family, regardless of the situation. I know my situation is right. I got my career. Of course, he's an insurance agent, whatever. I got this. I'm about to pick up this fully loaded Gator. And he, and he, and again, this the 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 cut the the camera cut with him. You know, even again, he's coming out the taxi. But again, you see that pride in himself because he know he about to get his car. And then he talks he talks a little bit more about it. He's breaking it down to DJ. Yeah, when I left Carruthersville, which is where he came from in Missouri uh, he's, he's currently living in Los Angeles of course with his family and um, and his and his family's a little bit bigger than that not just DJ we'll talk about the other characters in just in just a second but he comes out he's coming you know he's, they're walking up you know they're walking around the um, the place the the uh, the motor place and he's like man I, you know of course I'm paraphrasing because like, I remember I'm paraphrasing of course but he goes I remember I left you know Carruthersville and I had some beat up Jerry Curl and whatever in a beat up car, something like that. And now look at me, fully, you know, fully, you know, custom loaded navigator, all that. And there's pride in that. He's, you know, he's put in the work. He's found a career, of course. He's providing for his family. And again, to have that pride in that, you don't necessarily see that a whole lot. Now, again, in, in, in the media, in the popular movies, in the movies, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you might see it in your household. I'm not saying you don't see it. You might not see it in your household because you do. You there's definitely uh, strong, prominent male figures in real life. They don't always put that out there on Hollywood, especially for black men and proud and to somebody who's who's uh, cognizant of the work that they've done and how far they come, and and really trying to you know put those values into his son and say hey. If you get a career, you find something that you're passionate about. Of course, he doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily 100% all with him being a rapper at first. Uh, that changes, even that changes. But again, you know, he's definitely instilling into his son the value of hard work and what it means uh, to have that work pay off. And I, I thought that was a good lesson to impart to his son. And you, again, you don't see a lot of that happening in when we are depicted in the media in big time movies again it's starting to become slowly a trend but it's slow and it's trickling uh that's why it's important that we have movies like this to come out uh when they do uh, because again this was a pretty much a black uh the black the director was black of course or african-american however it, you know whatever makes you feel comfortable uh and again the, the cast of course with a couple exceptions of course you had jason lamore uh making an appearance in this one we'll talk about him a little bit later of course you had shannon elizabeth of uh you know 
I would say scary movie and that 70s show fame uh so again you had you know some some you know peaks in there but of course it was a predominantly all black cast and all shades for that matter for all my colorism people that trip about that there you go uh so let's break it down a little bit more of course he gets the trick down rod he wasn't expecting it of course they got the you know they got the hydraulics going they bouncing up and down the neighborhood and um, they finally get home, and they're getting ready for the trip because, of course, they got to get to this uh, this family reunion in three days. It's, of course, in Carruthersville. I don't know if the town actually exists in Missouri. I believe it might not. I, you know, movie, Hollywood, you know, that that part isn't that, you know, important per se. Uh, but, again, he, you know, he gets he gets into the house. He gets a phone call by his mother. And, um, and again, there was some really funny comedy in this movie. And just people just uh, knowing really good timing, uh, whether it be, you know, the brother interactions and and especially uh, the interaction between the mom and Nate, too. Uh, the mom, of course, is Gloria, and uh, she's played um, by, uh, mm, give me one second, Glorietta, excuse me. And she is played uh, by Aloma Wright, a really uh, well-respected actress, of course. In our circles, of course, she's been in a lot of our, you know, our movies and stuff like that, uh, but really played a really uh, funny, um, I would say, matriarchal role in this one. Both of the boys pretty much vie for her affection. Uh, you got Nate, you know, and Matt constantly buying her gifts, uh, but I think she's just really funny with her one-liners. And, of course, in the beginning, uh, her and Nate, of course, we there we do realize that the mom is not necessarily supportive of the marriage, uh, but again, just their, well, it's just their back and forth. Here's an example of that right here. I told you we'd be there in three days. I'm surprised, cause Miss Eppity makes you back out every year. I don't know why that woman doesn't like me. Come on, mom. You did throw cooked rice at our wedding. Is that woman even coming? Yeah, she is uh, packing right now. And of course, you know, for those of you who don't know, yeah, you know, Nate tells her that, you know, his mom is, you know, his wife is just packing. But we all know that they have been separated for a while now. Uh, in the beginning, it is revealed uh, that, you know, they have some issues. Of course, Dorothy, uh, played by Vanessa Williams, uh, she's wanted to become, well, she's been working to become an accountant. And uh, Nate, uh, being, I guess, the provider that he is a lot of women would love this he you know is is not uh you know necessarily support he wants her to be a stay-at-home wife and he wants to be the main provider and all that and uh, you know there's some man things that there's guys that are like that that are existing existing still um I, my personal thoughts on that is if she's as as she's contributing yes by all means be a could be a be an accountant uh you know and Help out on some bills. Why not? Use your accounting skills. Help out with our taxes. You know, we got joint taxes since we married and stuff, right? Well, help us out. As long as you're using your skills like that, hey, fine. Hey, I ain't tripping, but, I, you know, I don't want nobody to be working and not paying no bills or helping out with their skills in some way. That's me. That, hey, that's me personally. You know, I need to have, I don't got no problem with providing, but, mm, you know. I don't, I don't like no freeloaders. That's just going to be honest. Y'all can judge me. Please judge me. Please do. I don't like freeloaders. Sorry. 
I, I was raised not to be a freeloader, so I can't relate to a freeloader. Does that make sense? So I try not to as much as as much as situations happen, but I try as often as I not as often as I can to not be the leech, to not be a load the, the loader in the situation. I'm just being honest. I'm not the type to ask a whole bunch of people for money. I'm not the type of person to do that. Mm -mm. Can't do it. I don't live places for free for too long. That ain't that ain't how I vibe. So I can't relate to somebody who expects to do that. That's just me. Uh, but anyways, let's get back to this, this film here. And um, and just, again, the character arc, arcs. Because, again, we have to realize that, well, in terms of Nate and his acceptance of, again, you know, Dorothy's new career, it's it, it's gonna take some time. Of course, he he's he's I guess he's used you know in his household how he grew up. He was used to something different, and of course, the whole different mindset of thinking. Um, but again, uh, you know, Dorothy has a problem with that. She really wants to you know pursue a career. She wants something you know to, to I guess to you know to be a part of in life. Why not? You know, instead of just being a wife. You know, um, now again, they have been living in separate places, and. You know, it is revealed that, you know, well, not only not only do they live in separate places, uh, they also have two other kids as well. You've got Destiny, who's played by Gabby Soleil, and of course you have uh, Nikki, played by Solange Knowles. Everybody knows her for being up on Jay-Z, right? Amongst other things, of course, including this movie. Right. So anyways, you know, she lives with the girls. Of course, DJ uh, is living with the father. I thought that was, you know, despite them being separated, you know, hey, um, I thought it, the, the things that the things about it were that I, you know, of course, you do see them separated. Uh, but the things I kind of respected about how they presented it was a uh, of course, the man was with the, the son and the, you know, the mother was with the female. So they got that type of raise, you know, you know, rearing for now. And then on top of that, we kind of understood why fully why uh it was like that. Okay, Nate wasn't being supportive. It wasn't just you know, some, no, he you know, he, it was really a difficult situation, and uh, Nate was just really being unsupportive for that. And um, you know, she wanted to try something new. She wanted to you know, take her hand at being empowered or you know, having some type of independence, and uh, he did not want that. And as vehemently you know, it was it was pretty much you know, seen throughout you know the at least the beginning parts of the movie, he was complaining about her bringing her, her, her schoolwork on the trip, so on and so forth. So again, there is that, it's not an animosity, but it is like a why, like why do we have to do all that? Why can't you just, you know, stay at home? And then it's like, a, why should I just stay at home? I'm more than just a stay-at-home mom. And my, my and you know my feelings is all, as long as you contributing something, you can be that. Mm. <laughs> you be whatever you want to be, just contribute a little something. There you go. Um, and also I think another reason, uh, that adds to, you know, maybe Nate's, you know, issues about this is maybe some insecurity. Uh, maybe he's worried that through this process, she might meet someone else because, uh, it is revealed that it, there is a suitor in waiting. Now, again, they are just separated. There was no word of a divorce. There was none of that mentioned as far as I know at any point in the, in the plot, they were just separated. And they were going through this issue. However, there was a suitor sniffing around thinking he could get something. And we got this guy named Stan. Now, Stan is going to be a revolving uh, part of the plot in one way or another. He's not going to be, you know, 
always visible, but he's going to be there. And uh, you'll find out, you know, when that is revealed. I'll reveal it to you. But anyway, Stan is uh, played by Christopher B. Duncan, of course, of the Jamie Foxx show. I believe he passed away a few years ago. If I'm wrong about that, forgive me. Uh, but moving on, of course, back to the plot a little bit to, to get us uh, going a little bit more. Uh, they set out on the road, of course. The whole thing by Nate was to be on the I-10. By 10, that didn't happen. Uh, but again... The trip is going a little bit smoothly, uh, but they start to, you know, travel out a little bit further, and they start to get pursued by the semi-truck, and this is when all the crazy stuff starts to go down, you know, all the, the wackiness, of, you know, and I think some of the stuff that they really, you know, trashed the movie for, where they shouldn't have, which they shouldn't have, I still thought this, it was, it was kind of off the wall some of it, but again... It's no worse than any anything else you've seen. Don't 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 believe the hype. Don't don't believe if you haven't seen the movie, don't believe the critic hype. Don't believe the Rotten Tomato score for this one. I wouldn't do that. Uh it's not it's not indicative at all of the quality of the movie this is. Um but anyways, the semi truck tries to move them off the road and eventually they end up, you know, uh well, they didn't necessarily get, you know, of course, hurt or injured, but they lost all their clothes. It knocked into the, the back of their truck, uh, the, well, the SUV. All their clothes fly out. Okay, so they're left without clothes. Uh, they end up having to stay the night at a hotel. Uh, pretty much, you know, Dorothy kind of works her charm, you know, on Nate and has him stop for the night. He thinks he's going to get some, but it was just, again, for her to get a room and everybody kind of rest. Uh, but he gets all, you know, romantic and all that. So he's, he gets some champagne and he gets some chocolates. He tries to lay them all out on the bed. Uh, he tries to meet up with her in the hot tub, but he gets stranded with all the fat girls. Well, I shouldn't say fat girls. That might hurt people's feelings. I'll say the big bone girls. They was all loud. <laughs> Ate his chocolate. Ooh, diet champagne. Remember that? Yeah, see, that was all. See, come on now. That was a little bit too much. And they all, <laughs> when they got into the, the hot tub and the, all the water got, came out. Let's stop. Let me stop. Whew. That was kind of funny. I ain't going to lie. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, but And then, um, again, you kind of see where there's still some love in that relationship. Uh, because, again, uh, Dorothy does go back to the room. And when she does go back to the room, she sees all the stuff laid out. He wasn't able to get candles. Let me take that back. He was able to get a flare. Um, <laughs> and he lit the flare. He had it in some ice. Of course, he had some more champagne in there. And, some, like I said, some chocolates on the bed. So she sees that. Um, and it really does resonate with her because, again, the love is still there. It's just, of course, that they're going through an issue. It, you know, it's not like they're – it was never, you know, stated they weren't going to get back together. Uh, but they were going through a rough patch to a point where they had to live in separate houses. And, uh, of course, Nate wasn't telling this to people back home. Uh, but, again, people had, uh, you know, their you know their ideas since he hadn't been out to visit them in four years. So, you know, so they – I mean, people kind of knew. Uh, but, again – I guess Nate ain't, you know, talk, you know, disclosing everything, of course. Um, but uh, again, you start to see more interactions. I think if you go back a little bit, uh, I definitely like in terms of the parenting interactions. Uh, you see, uh, there's a scene uh, right before they leave with Nikki, and she comes down here with this. This, be honest, this is a skimpy outfit, and both of the parents are like, "Man, what, what is this?" And uh, it, it, you know, they had a little argument. The two parents had a little argument, and. You know, it's just Nate and Nikki. And she goes, Dad, 
I made this outfit myself. And of course, I'm paraphrasing. Nate goes, well, you need to go upstairs and finish making it. And again, so you hear that, you know, it's like, you know, they care. They're involved in their children's lives. You know, they're not letting, you know, they're not letting them get away. They're not sugarcoating things. They're keeping it real with them. And they're being active parents. Uh, as far as, um, as far as Destiny is concerned, she's the youngest one. She's the baby of the family. Uh, she has an imaginary friend throughout the, well, almost throughout the film. And again, even that, again, is another character arc. She grows up in a way she lets go of that imaginary friend. So there's so many, there's so many arcs throughout this movie. There's so many uh, developments in the plot. This is why I say it's too hard to pigeonhole it in the crazy, ridiculous stuff that happened. Uh, of course, they meet up with this randomer. Uh, her name is uh, Chrisette, of course, or Chriselle, of course. She's played by Shannon Elizabeth. Uh, she happens to have a pet uh, alligator on her. They end, He ends up in the bed with the family, of course. You got those wacky scenes. She has a wacky scene at the burger place, the big fat burgers. What was the place, what was the place called? Um, Bun World. Oh, I got a, I got a surprise for you, Destiny at Bun World. Ooh, and I think right before they went to Bun World is where they, uh, they bump into Jason Momoa because they trying to find uh, some Native American, you know, place where the Indians are at, the real Indians are at. Yeah, and they try to make, you know, and they, you know, they, they. It, of course, you know this. This is not me. This is just you know how Hollywood did it. They was always trying to give Jason Momoa some type of sex appeal. You know that's how. They, and again, he's, you know, he's an attractive guy. You know, whatever. I, you know, I don't like dudes like that. But you know, I'm not gonna hate on him. So he's ugly. Look at that guy. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. But you know, but of course, that's how you know. In the movie, they had him all. They gave him his little, you know, revealing shot. You know, they made him look like some sex. They was even typing him up in 2004. So you kind of knew he was going to be big one day. Oh, and that's how they're going to do him. They're going to go, he's he going to be the, the, the sex symbol, you know, for, for you know, for long-haired dudes. That's pretty much how they was marketing him. Like, oh, okay, well, he's not going to be a big star today, but eventually he's he will be. <laughs> and women are going to drive, he's going to be crazy off him. I was like, yep, even, even in like third, I was like, oh, yeah. These the chicks are gonna go crazy when he gets big. I was like, oh, I knew it. he's gonna be famous one day. I already knew it. The way that they, the way and you can remember how they did it, the, the scene. They's like they gave him a whole little scene, <laughs> like he's like he act like an Indian, all that. You take three paces right. No, dude, I'm in a Ford. I'm in the Navigator, Lincoln Navigator, an SUV. Oh, well, take this freeway up, make it whatever. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> But Nikki was hella fixated on him. That's what got her in hella trouble. She had to get her phone taken away because she was out here like thirsty. She's like, oh, okay. I'm going to get these directions. Get your thirsty self out of here. You don't even know how old this dude is. He could have two felonies. What is wrong with you, girl? Get on out of here. Stop. Well, dudes ain't no better. We'll fall for a big booty. She got like five kids and a crazy baby daddy that might shoot you, so... We ain't no better. I'll take that back. You can be thirsty too. Uh, <laughs> now, um, eventually they get closer to Missouri, uh, and actually when they get to Missouri, uh, they have a, this is probably the well, no, this is not the last of the, of the major shit. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, this is just the start of when they get to Missouri. They get pulled over by this cop, of course, Nate throws out this this cup of piss that D, that DJ had. You know, he had to use the restroom. Nate didn't want to let him go. He's trying to be hard on teaching him, you know, you know, to handle this stuff, you know, mature in a, in a mature way. He pisses in the cup. Nate throws the cup out. 
he wants to drink out of it. There's piss. He throws it out, hits a cop. They get pulled over. Chrishell's weed pipe is still in there. They get locked in jail. Now, this is when the story takes a turn for Nate, and he gets some more respect for uh, definitely Dorothy and her career choice. Uh, she decides, well, the only way to help her family out of this situation, because, of course, it got to be, you know, at the reunion, you know, I think about a day or so. She helps the um, she helps the cop with the taxes. Of course, the cop is played by Godfrey. He's you know goofy, his goofy, regular goofy self. That's just the way it is. Uh, but you know she helps him out, and he's able. And she, you know, he, you know, he lets them go. And you know he says a little. You know Nate. Nate has a little side shade on the low, but for the most part, uh, he definitely uh, respected what she did, and he was grateful for what she did. And he understood just kind of watching what she went through. Um, he began to respect uh, just the amount of intelligence, you know, more of her. Of course, he probably understood her intelligence. He probably knew that she could bring something to the table. But it was, in my opinion, it was firmly cemented in him uh, within that scene. And they, they did get a good, a good job of showcasing that. Again, you know, the, the development of a respect for what your wife's career is or what, you know, her change, you know, her not being uh, typically of the mold. And I think that's amazing to have uh, a black man be able to do that. Um, it's not about her not being, and I don't, you know, because, again, it's all dependent on what the woman wants to do. Um, if she doesn't want to work and she'd rather be provided for and you love her and you have the means to do so, by all means, do it. If you can't do it, leave her. If that's not what you're really about, don't do it. Don't put yourself through that. Uh, tell her that you ain't that type of dude because uh, y'all not going to be happy because she's going to have an ex expectation and uh, you're going to have another expectation. And that ain't going to work. Uh, as far as a woman that works, I know a lot of people, you know, traditionalists, they might have a problem with that. I, I don't. Um, again, as long as she's providing, you know, some, some something for the household, uh, you know, either through her skill or through, uh, you know, her, you know, what, you know, some of her income to help with what's going on. I don't care if she wants to work. Uh, by all means, I don't think anybody should be a freeloader. Um, we in an age where women can get jobs, they are educated, and so therefore they have the right to 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 want to be to an accountant they should be an accountant they should have that or, or any job for that matter and uh they should be um supported in that again now i don't I, now i don't think that you know as a again it, it all depends on what you feel comfortable with i don't feel like you know anybody should be responsible for footing that bill except for that person that wants to pursue those things now i'm not expecting nobody to pay for my way <laughs> so I'm not, you know, as long as you ain't expecting me to always pay your way. So I mean, again, I mean, there's ways it can work. Um, I think, in my opinion, women who, this is my personal opinion, and I'll be honest with you, this is based on my personal experience. I think women who work and women who have those type of goals, they're easy, a little bit easier to work with. They're a little bit easier to understand and make those uh, compromises with. Again, I don't have a problem with lending somebody twenty, a woman twenty dollars who's gonna give me twenty dollars one day just because, or gonna give me a, a gift just because. I don't have a problem with gifting a woman who gives me something. That's me, you know. 
You take care of me, I take care of you. Scratch my back, I scratch yours. You know? You cook, I cook. We both pay bills. If we all adults here. You know? I don't expect you to trim the hedges. You know? But I do expect for you to contribute. <laughs> I'm going to take it. I'm going to keep keep, it, keep going back to that. And I definitely re respect a woman like Dorothy for, for, for thinking, for understanding that she's more than just a housewife. I definitely respect a woman like that. That Those women get all the love from me. I love, I love being a hardworking woman. Mm-hmm. Ask, ask, ask somebody. They know. Ask somebody. They know. I love, I love them hard workers. I'm mm, sorry. That's what I was raised by. I was raised by an educator, by some, a woman who uh, had a career. She uh, also tried, before she passed, she ended up trying to develop another one, uh, her own uh, a business. So uh, that's what I was raised by. I, I, I don't know. That's why I don't have no sympathy for somebody or really any any real, you know, thoughts on the notion of being a sole provider in that quote-unquote sense. I've never seen it. I've never seen that. I've seen two people working head-to-head -head in their own ways to provide for a household. I've always seen I've seen a family effort, and I think that's what keeps the respect there because as long as you can provide, as long as we're providing, and it don't necessarily have to be equal. It just has to be whatever you can bring in. And as long as we're surviving, as long as we're living comfortably, I respect you, you respect me. Nobody has an authority over or any control over someone. You know? I can't just tell you get the fuck out. You can't just tell me sit on the couch. I refuse. If I'm paying rent, I listen. To whom it may concern, I won't be sleeping on the couch. You just gonna have to be mad or you're gonna have to sleep on it. Okay? This is all that we don't, I'm different. I don't sleep on the couch, so you just got to be mad in that bed. Sorry. Uh, let's get back to this <laughs> this uh, this great movie that's been putting so oh that's uh, this is so engaging here. Of course, you have uh, of course they get out of jail and they uh, well they run the gas. Of course, this is after they had a, a, another accident. They get concrete poured all over the car. They got all this crust all over the front part, all over the grill of the car. Now they run out of gas. When they run out of gas, they call Uncle Earl. Now Uncle Earl, of course, is played by Sacred Entertainer, you know, on some um you know, Eddie Murphy, you know, um what do I want to say, Eddie Murphy Nutty Professor type stuff, you know. So you got that there. And uh this guy here is just so hilarious, you know, what just the way he he did this this character here. Here's an example of what he got. Hold on, hold on. Just you, Uncle Earl? Yeah, just me. What do you think? I'm going to be a little rap. Hey, that old girl right there, right there. Girl, you're the prettiest new cop. And look at her. What's your name? Well, we're on our way to the... Tell me what I have. You know what I have? Pretty as new carpet, though. So Uncle Earl, of course, obviously flirts with Dorothy and then attempts to fix the car only to realize after he's to take off, took him off a whole bunch of pieces, he goes, y'all ain't got no gas, but that's okay. I'll put some lawnmower full. I'll put some lawnmower oil in. 
boy. Anyways, he ends up, of course, giving him a toe to the to the reunion. They make it on time. Everything's good. Of course, they you know Nate meets up with his mama. Uh, his mama, of course, got something to say about their little marriage. She sees the family together. That's when Dorothy, you know, she she kind of, you know, falls into, you know, the, the little game that Nate was playing. Like, oh, well, we just going to renew our vows next year. So she started playing into that. So they, you know, no, nothing's revealed just yet. So they kind of, well, you know, and the mom that triggered something in, in Dorothy. So now they both trying to play it to the mom like, oh, they all tough. And uh, here comes, I think, the funniest scene, in my opinion, the entire movie. Of course, like I said, the family meets up. And uh, the mom decides to let the boys uh, lead the family uh, in, the, in the prayer right before they eat the food. And uh, let's, just, let's just take a look at this. Let's just, we just have to listen to this. Yeah, this is better than Christmas. Even, even better than Christmas, I got you that new car, mama. Now, Matt, you know this ain't no competition. You're going to let uh, Matt and uh, Nate crazy see which one of them uh, was paying more attention in Sunday school. And by the way, this is when their competition really takes a head. After this, they even come to blows at one point during the family reunion. So this is just a disclaimer. Uh, this, this they go back and forth. They went back and forth on the phone early in the movie. They are just they just the rivals at brothers. I I get it. I understand it though. Fine. All right, everyone, uh, bow your heads and close your ears. Come on, Nate. Come on, bruh. I was sad when he said that. I was like, come on. I know you know better than that. Guys, everybody close your eyes. He's, bruh set himself up for that one. Just saying. Gracious God, I come to you as humbly as I know how. Praising you and giving you thanks for bringing us together yet another year. Helping us come together to help celebrate my victory and Nate's agony of defeat. Let us eat. Hold on, bro. What the hell that got to do with God? See, boy, you know, you know he a big brother. He's so enough a hater. Look at this guy. Father, God, we thank you for allowing us to come together and share with one another. Father, we know that you created the birds that fly and gave the dogs the voice to bark. But you wow. wouldn't have to create the sun if you knew Mac was going to be sitting over there in that bright yellow shirt looking sunny side up like a rooted tooted fresh and fruit. Bruh, on, on everything, his shirt was bright as hell. It was a real bright yellow. Nate had to go back all the way to childhood. I swear. Hey, you got Mac talking about his gangster fight SUV. I'm done with both of these, bruh. Oh. By the time that you burn down all the bushes around the house, because you 
Oh, Reverend Ass. Nasty mama good quip? Wow. In Jesus' name. Listen to mama. <laughs> Y'all just got through praying. Don't make me cuss up again. Okay, remember it was a lamp that I, I broke into? I, I got all the stories. Straight. <laughs> yeah, so again, this movie is outrageous. Comedy out the ass um again like i said uh there's a family competition uh well the, the, the purpose of the family reunion is every year they have a um a competition to see you know who you know is the best clan i guess within the family so uh like i said uh well back to it back to the competition uh mac has won it for four straight years of course nate hasn't even shown up to a um to a reunion so uh, this is a very interesting situation of course like i said there is beef between them they end up you know coming to some blows it wasn't nothing serious though they you know two old heads going at it but uh that was hilarious and um but actually through the course of the uh the competition it, be, it comes really close between nate and mac and uh, both of their groups and uh it there becomes a, well it becomes a tie and they have to do a talent competition now um mac and his his squad comes through with some you know some little dance routine rhythm nation type stuff and uh nate and his family they flip it and uh, take it and flip it and they do a, a rendition of uh fantastic voyage and uh this was a family affair of course uh you know i think dorothy did the choreography uh you had uh nikki uh get the outfits together and of course uh, Nate did the vocals and DJ did some rapping and they all worked together as a unit as a family and this was important because again it was a uh, pretty much a defining moment for all the individuals the family as a unit together because they found some type of bond they found some type of unity and uh, of course they, they had to go after you know go at you know Mac but uh, to do it but but again they found some unity within each other and uh both parents learn to respect uh nikki's ability to make you know costumes and design they respected her design uh as far as dj is, is concerned uh the father uh nate he becomes much more responsive and much more uh supportive of his you know dreams and i think that's very um indicative of of real households um, sometimes you have to show people really just how serious you are about something um, by showcasing your talent in that way for them to see oh man this is something you can really do this is something that you should really try and uh, he you know Nate gives him that that nod and uh, we definitely see that and again t you know art imitating life is always good that happens every day uh, so with that uh, of course course in case you didn't know of course nate wins uh the family of the year award uh, of course mac isn't super happy about it but oh well he's supposed to be the antagonist anyways that's how they had it but again even they were to, were able to come to some understanding and, and you know shake hands and hug and embrace so um you know full circle in all of these relationships and finally uh you know 
it is revealed that the trucker that had been following pretty much throughout the movie subtly and also the one that originally knocked him off the road uh, was Stan, uh, the, you know, the guy that thought he was in waiting to Dorothy. So he reveals himself and he reveals the fact that they have been living in two separate houses. And this is when in, um, Nate finally reveals, yes, we have been separated and we've been separated because uh, she's been wanting to become an accountant. And I haven't supported her, but I've been wrong for doing that. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. Sorry, not the exact, you know, quotes. But again, he amends for that, and he uh, expresses uh, the value that his wife brings to his life. And again, he comes full circle. He and Dorothy come full circle. Even the mom embraces that. Uh, you know, coming to uh, basically, you know, being proud of Nate for seeing the value. Uh, you know, for finally seeing the value in his wife and standing up for his wife. And I think that was the main thing, uh, being able to stand up for his wife, being able to respect his wife uh, enough to be able to do that. Uh, he stood up for her and he and he said, I was wrong for not being able to support her. And uh, it definitely, you see that. And uh, you might see it in real life, you know, but you don't always see it, you know, in the in in the big time movies with us you don't see it you know those type of situations really uh shown to us those type of character progressions you know being wrong about a situation admitting you're wrong admitting that you do love your woman no matter what you know you don't always see that from black men i think you need to see that especially especially if we're saying it's a black woman yeah of course you know you know or or any realm in which a black guy is, is you know depicted um i think nate had some really strong values uh that black men in, in movies you don't always see and uh especially you know in the father uh department he was there in his kids lives he was you know active he was constantly giving advice again you have characters like that of course but again you know the whole point is that they're not always talked about in a great way and the media and the critics, they did a lot to shit on this movie. And it was, and honestly, it was really unwarranted. Uh, this movie encapsulates many different aspects, many different themes within our own community and communities at large. Every community, every community uh, has issues with their daughters or their sons. Every uh, community has issues with understanding where her, their wife is coming from or their significant other is coming from or having issues with accepting a change in their life or a change in what they may want to do with their life. We've all come to that. So for so for that movie to, to depict that for us and give us an example of that, regardless of what else you saw in the movie, regardless of everything else, that is why black cinema matters. Alright y'all, this is I'm wrapping this up for today. If you are looking to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on my email at email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com. Once again, that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com. E-L-J-B-U-T-L-E-R-75 at gmail.com. My next episode, I will probably go over uh, some coronavirus 
updates, more so about the stimulus. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the myths, uh, some of some of what you need to know. Uh, any big news stories, I'll have, yeah, I'll just have a news uh, type of situation going on. I am still working on my NFL draft prospects. I am almost done with my skill positions. I got the receivers done. I just got to work on my uh, my running, all the running backs and the tight ends now. And uh, we also, will, of course, we'll be going over the offensive linemen too. So I believe all offensive players uh, should be done by the end of this week. Of course, the draft is going to be the 23rd. Uh, actually, I I should probably uh, have it done before the weekend. Uh, so that'll be my personal goal. We'll see how we can get. Uh, this is not all right. I don't. I'm not always uh, putting everything out when I'd like to. Uh, but again, I am working as hard as I can to get to get things put out. Uh, another update for the show. It's official, everyone. Uh, I have, um, uh, well, part three of my show uh, changes have been done. I have recently purchased the my laptop. Well, the laptop has been purchased. Uh, I have been recording on here for the past few weeks or so. Uh, not visually just yet. Uh, I've been waiting. Well, I've been waiting on some more ends, which I have gotten. Uh, we, uh, well, I've recently got the microphone and I've recently gotten the headphones. Uh, I'm ready to go for full uh, video, visual, recording, and immersion. So I'm just waiting on those things to come in and you will be seeing me more often. Not just hearing from me, but seeing me more often. And um, let's see. Oh, well, and I'm just trying to overall develop uh, my living spaces, uh, my room quarters, into a, uh, my sleeping quarters into a studio slash office space so that is in the process as of now that is pretty almost done i need to get some more supplies i plan on getting some you know of course an office chair i want to have one of those cool racing chairs that those youtube guys have no i'm just playing but i do want a, a cool office chair to have in here um i gotta just stock up on other supplies pens all that pencils just to have everything in here might even get a printer at one point uh, just to have all everything all into one. So it's been some a lot of work. I've uh, gotten the cleaning out of the way. I didn't have the money to put you know towards anything. So I got everything cleaned out first, uh, cleaned up and space made and arranged. Uh, everything I did have, I put that into place. So I'm just waiting now on things to you know to, to arrive in terms of you know delivery and um, I'll be purchasing you know you know making those other investments as it goes along. So this is coming along. Um, pretty well um like i said before i wanted to get into some voice acting after that uh well outside of this show as well um you know a lot of that work is done remotely so again having the setup here at my house uh is it's it's pretty much a, a smart investment on my end because that's pretty much where this work is going to be headed um especially at this point in time where we don't know uh, we'll be able to go to public places a whole lot again so um bear with me guys again um i do have a, a facebook page uh, at l jamal johnny that is e-l-j-a-m-a-h-a-d-j-a-n-i i have a page for the show uh, with links uh, to my cash app links uh, to the show uh, links to my paypal as well again guys um especially with this time what time we're in right now I'm not so much worried about the monetary donations, uh, but any advice, any suggestions, those types of interactions are always recommended, always needed. Um, they're really well, they're really well needed at this point, um, and um, I would love to have them. Uh, again, 
thoughts, ideas, suggestions, I'm all ears. I'm trying to get to make this my career, guys. This is this is the point. That's why I have no problems uh, with opening myself up for that. So please come to me. Constructive criticisms. Uh, I'm all ears. I'm trying to get better. Uh, not just for the the fame, not just for the money per se, but I actually, of course, I mean, you know, get some money. But I honestly, this is something I love to do, and I'd like to make this career as opposed to what I already do. And that's not out of disrespect, but to what I do. Uh, or not against what I do, but I love this. I love being able to talk to you about these black films. I love to be able to talk to you about all films. Remember, in February, we had Will Ferrell Week. I love this. I will probably love... I can already see myself now loving voice acting. I'm already coming up with characters as we speak. I've been getting a portfolio together, a personal portfolio put together, and based on my own personal knowledge of what I already know, I haven't even gone to... Uh, any professional training or shit. Uh, so I'm already trying to immerse myself and engage myself into that regardless. So again, I'm I'm working. Everybody who's working towards a specific goal, I'm all for that. I'm rooting for you. Um, again, this is why we're all doing this. This is, you know, this is the point, right? To follow your passion. So uh, that's what I'll be doing. Um, again, if you're looking to get in touch with me, I also have a Facebook, I'm sorry, Instagram as well. At L Jamal seven ninety one. That is E L J A M A H seven ninety one. Once again, that is E L J A M A H seven ninety one. All right, y'all. I'm gonna call it a wrap for today. Uh, peace out, one love, and if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you, and I'll holla at y'all later.